it's time for gabbing with Jason, so here playing settle down. It's best you just call him Jason when they see him around town. He might as well throw the script away. He never follows it anyway. He's trying to find the joy in every So listen up, cause you're gabbing with Jason now What you've been doing, what's been happening, he's gonna ask it all You never know where it's gonna go, but it's gonna be a bomb So make yourself a drink or two Jason's gonna pour some out of Now he's ready to share some fun with you so say hello, we're Gavin with Jason now. Hi! Wow. <laughs> you said gay entrance and I wasn't. I thought I was prepared and I was not. Wow. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> more gay this time. Can you, can you add more gay? Oh, God, I'm crying. <laughs> well, hold on, I gotta, I gotta. It's so much better in person. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Gabby with Gason. I'm your host, Gason. Or as my friends just call me, Jason. Oh, well, this is going off with it. It's starting off with a bang. Do you want to know why it's starting off with a bang? Because we've already finished our first Malibu. Um, That and... Woo! Yeah, 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 it's Friday again. We've been waiting so long. It's Friday again. There's so much to go wrong. It's Friday again. Santa combo for queers. This is our St. Patty's Day. And it's happy because we're gay. Because yes, <laughs> I had no idea. I love it. Um, that's from that's from a Saturday Night Live skit. Oh, it's so they good. nailed it. Oh, there's a whole section about a lesbian couple breaking up because they got they moved in way too fast. Oh, did you see the lesbian speed dating skit they did? No. Oh, so good. It was like two minutes, and you know they've already moved in and adopted cats and whatever. And Kate McKinnon's obviously in oh, it. Obviously. 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 Yeah. And so then you know they've then you know the, the bell goes off and she turns around. She's like, well, I just got out of something, but you know, <laughs> and she moves on to the next woman. It's so good. It's a full cycle lesbian relationship. It's so good. Oh, I'm well. so sorry. I had no idea your sound effects were going to be this on point. So much could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like every Pride Festival ever, if you've been in part of part of the planning committee, you know, unsung oh. heroes of our community. None of us and none of them ever get enough credit how much it takes to put on a Pride Festival. So Even true. a bad Pride Festival, how much it takes to put on a bad Pride Festival. <laughs> Oh, so it's Pride again, and I decided this month uh, on the show to bring on some guesty besties to talk about some stuff that we don't always talk about and learn some new things. And I couldn't think of another better guesty bestie co-host to bring on than the one and only guesty bestie, Mallory. 
Oh, that's me. That's you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for letting me uh, gab all over the beginning of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, there's no like I don't even have to do like my my normal like talky intro because you. It's it's different when you do it in person because mm-hmm. when I do the huh. Like, you don't see the... <laughs> mm-hmm. You've been feeding me Malibu for an hour. That helps. I mean, that's and I'm true. super lightweight. Truth, truth. And when we do it, like, online, you don't get the... The energy is completely different. And then in person. Because in person, we can see reactions. And Absolutely. I think out of uh, all of my friends, you and I definitely react off each other very, very Ooh, well. You escalate me a lot. I do. Yeah. <laughs> If Which I'm is a mad. problem. It's a problem because like we both have fairly big personalities. Mm-hmm. So we can railroad a room pretty easily. We will stop an event. Absolutely. <laughs> stop it. Absolutely. It's it's a hard, you know, I, I definitely, um, sometimes I know that you have to babysit me a little bit. Sometimes I babysit you a little bit. <laughs> when we're in a room full of introverts, like, oh, Jason, we need to give everyone else a chance to talk. Yeah. You, you know, you invited me to your birthday party that you planned for yourself, not knowing that we'd actually planned a surprise party that was two days later. You guys let me plan my own party two days before my surprise party. I know, I felt so I was so like, bad. why is no one all that excited about my party? I totally, you know, no one's doing anything fun for my birthday. You know what? It's fine. I'll just throw my own party. It's not a big deal. There's this huge chat. Everybody's like, oh, God, she's planning her own party, but she doesn't know. And I was like, I can't believe she doesn't know. And then the whole night, I was worried that I was going to let it slip. And I know everybody else was worried. But yeah, you invited me to your party. And you're like, you're going to be fine. I'm not worried about you. You can we, just mingle around. We actually used your arrival time to measure gay time. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot um, who it was, but somebody showed up on time, and I was like, this is like, you know, most people here are going to be some form of queer, so um, it's weird that you're here on time, but great, Great. glad you're here. Thank you for being a type A. Uh, Yeah, but you know, it's, uh, everyone else will be showing up on gay time. Yeah, I, uh, I am, I'm, I, I definitely like to make an entrance. Yeah, and it was I definitely like, two cishet couples yeah. that showed oh, up on right. time. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously. So yeah, then no. I was like, no, I mean, true gay time will be measured by the arrival of Gayson. Absolutely. See, that's how life should. And be. it was thirty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the deal: I don't like getting to someplace early. No. Whatsoever, Mm-mm. I don't like it. And uh, because one, uh, my niece and I were just talking about this yesterday. The one time I arrived early at my brother's for a party, they were out picking up sticks in the front yard and I looked super cute and I had to go out and pick up sticks because I got there early and it was the last thing they had to do before the party could start. And she texted me and she's like, do you remember how you said you would never come early again? And I go, yeah. And I never did. Right. I'm always, because one, I can get a better parking space because I won't get blocked in. Right. Right. Two... All eyes on me, mm-hmm. right? I like to, as as guesty bestie Chris once said, Jason can strut sitting down. So, which I truly it took me a second. And I was like, that's a compliment. Yeah, that's no, that true. is absolutely a compliment. Yeah, and and it's true. It's true. I yeah. didn't really think about it, but then I was like, I do command a room when I walk in. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, people will gravitate towards you very naturally. Yeah, I mean, no. But um, I've heard other people in other cultures, I'm talking, you know, we live in Midwest culture, right? Where it might be okay to show up on time, but like in New York, if you show up on time for a party, that's actually rude. Oh, didn't know that. So yeah. I would be amazing. Because yes, everyone is, is running late. You have yeah. to give your host that 15, at, at minimum, 15 minute grace. That they're still putting the cheese puffs in the oven or washing their face. I'm trying to remember what year you started coming to the Christmas party. Did you attend a Christmas party here? I did. I did once. Okay. 
No, it was the year before then. The year before that, I had messed up the invite to the Christmas party and told some people 6.30 for some reason and other people 7.30. So at 6.30, I'm still running around full on boxers right. trying to get everything done that I need to do. And people started showing up and I was like, oh my God, why is everybody so early? People were like, you told us to be here at 6.30. And I was like, no, I said 7.30. And they're like, some of us got a text said 6.30. I literally had to put all of them to work because I wasn't ready. I was like, you're in charge of this. And then I was like, Randy, go light the candles. And then Randy lit these decorative, they were decorative candles. They oh, were not no. to be lit candles. That's like and they fruit were, you're not supposed to eat. Exactly. They were tea lights with little snowmans. Oh. And they got so hot, they started to melt other things above them, oh, which was no. my TV. Oh no! So there's like a warp. <laughs> this is this is not a good Christmas party. I, I know this Christmas party's not going well. But your Christmas parties are all legendary. We we made it work. But I was like, I didn't even know she had melted. I was like, who the hell burned my snowman's? I've had those for like 15 Christmases. Oh, no, never found them again. I love Randy still, but uh, yeah, no, I hate. So I don't like getting there early. One because I don't well, want to work unless I'm Midwest agreed to help out. The Midwest rule of thumb is if you show up early, you were volunteering to help. Exactly. That's the yeah. thing. I don't. No offense. I don't want to help. I get I mean, that. I will help if needed. Like, absolutely. I just know what it's like when I throw a party and I put people to work. Like, you work. Sure. You have helped out at a, at a Christmas party. Beth, but we've done a lot of events together outside truth. of your parties. So, I mean, you know, we've already been in the trenches together. I'm, I'm happy true. to go to battle with you. And you also know that I have a meticulous plan that has to be followed or I absolutely. get real pissed off. Um, but you also don't micromanage. You've I got don't. A, a, I give a list and I say, here's what I need done. You have done. an excellent management style. And if it's not done the right way, I will either secretly go do it behind your back. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've actually experienced <laughs> that or not because you're probably just that good at it. Or I will say, hey, uh, another way <laughs> that I was thinking. Or we could. Um that's cute. We could try. We could try that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a better idea than what I had. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Beth has come and, and I remember Beth was like, what can I do to help? And I was like, go build the Christmas tree. Well, Beth is one of those people that's good at everything. Yeah. And it was a beautiful. She got done. The tree was beautiful. She had her gloves on. She's and I felt natural, bad that I didn't bring gloves, but she a brought A natural gloves. tree fluffer. She yes. loves to do that, yeah. which I, I, I don't like the texture. I'm I usually it. not stimulated by texture in a negative way, but that is one. I, I get itchy. I just get dirty hands because no matter what you do with a Christmas tree, it's always dust. it's dusty. It's it's just dusty. That's just it what it is. It's dusty out of the damn box. It is. So, um, but yeah, so she, you know, she did that. This year, Guesty Bestie Peter flew out. He was amazing. I know. He was like, I had no What idea. a rock star. He's like, I had no idea the amount of work this was going to be. He's like, I yeah. thought I was here for vacation and we haven't stopped since we landed. Yeah. I was like, it's true. Um, you did let him sleep, right? Yeah, I gave him a, an extra scratcher ticket with a, he won $2. And I was oh, like, well, he's I go, that's then. for your insurance. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of work, but you and I have also realized, like, I think you can tell, you know, when I'm stressed mm -hmm. and also, you know, I don't like to ask for help and no. you know when to offer help. I do try. Yeah. Yep. Try to look for those signs and also know when like you don't want help. True. True. But sometimes you, I, at least man, I could be reading you wrong. That, no, no, you're right. That, you know, no, this is, this is my domain and I'm going to take I'm gonna care of it. I'm going to do it and just let me do it. And if it's mm -hmm. wrong, then I can be mad at myself and I can move on. Exactly. But yeah, no, and that's, that's a sign of a good friendship though, too, is that Absolutely. we know like, you know, I respect you because I'll be blowing you up sometimes during the day and you'll be like, I don't <laughs> I don't have bandwidth right now. And I'm like, okay, I don't take offense to it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm probably going to puppy dog you later and be like, hey, what are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> Do you have right. bandwidth now? 
Yeah. I need attention. Yeah. Where's, need where can I fit in your calendar so I, I can complain about something? Because um. when we do complain to each other, and we both do this mutually, absolutely, it's very lethargic. Like, I need to complain about this loudly. Mm-hmm. And with a very active listener, which is my favorite thing about you, is you're a very active listener. Like, I know, right? You know? Bitch. I, exactly. Oh, wait. Hold on. We'll do it right. Hold on. Ooh, bitch. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But I need that feedback while I'm while I'm complaining very loudly about something. Otherwise, I haven't complained hard enough. Exactly. And I need and that. Sometimes you need somebody to validate them. Like, yeah, you're right. That's bullshit. This is not how this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we bonded. I don't remember exactly oh, how we the trauma phone bonded. Call, we trauma bonded on a phone call that I don't think either of us really thought was going to lead in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then it just did. And at that moment, we you had helped me realize that we were dealing with a literally textbook case narcissist. Mm-hmm. And I think it was actually a coffee when the narcissist sent you to um, find out what was wrong with me or yes. fix the problem. Fix the problem. Yeah. Because and I wouldn't meet with them because I knew, I knew it was just an opportunity for, for toxicity for, and, and gaslighting. Um, gaslighting. And, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not, I'm not going to meet with this person for them to tell me, for them to coach me through all the things I've done wrong. Like, no, that's okay. No. Not until not until they're ready to take responsibility for Which their actions. Which they never were and they never will. Oh, no. They, they're not capable of no. that. No, but I think that trauma bonding was great, but it was a good start. I don't say it's the foundation. I think it was the start because we built a friendship foundation. Absolutely. You know, because we have been friends before, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that we were like besties. No, no. Right? I think that we definitely worked. solidified the bestie. Absolutely. I think all of a sudden I was just like, oh, wow, I've got this person that I can a come to for advice. And I, and I, I asked you for some advice earlier and I said, I trust your opinion. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from you just in life in general. And you are quick to, to not necessarily call me out on my shit, but you will help direct me in a way. And you know, uh, guesty bestie Kristen is the same way. Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, and I, I respect that Kristen a lot. Absolutely. I appreciate it in both of you because, and Peter does too. Let's be honest. Peter does too. <laughs> and so does Kyle. All right. So there's a couple of you that know. How to we all have to keep you in line. But you also know when to just let me go for a minute and then come back in and support me and then be like, well, you're Do very you? easy to support. I know. Like when I yelled at the Amazon people about my cabinets later on in that day, after I'd calmed down, Kyle goes, Do you think maybe you were a little hard on those people? And I was like, No, because they deserve to know that I have listeners who will hear about how mad I was. So the thing about that is, um, you had a pretty valid concern, right? Truth. Did you ask to speak to a manager? I did. I cared out. Oh, you did. I did. Because here's the thing. First of all, I would rather chat, like text chat, than uh, have verbal conversations. Mm-hmm. I am, it's just, I'm but not that's good with a, confrontation. It's a legitimate concern. You spent X amount of dollars. You spent actual money on a product yes, that was, was not more delivered. Yes, $300. That's a lot of money for, for a product that you, you, you had no eyes on. Yes. And so the first person I chatted with was avoiding my questions purposely. That's very frustrating. I would ask a question and it was avoided purposely. And I was like... I, I get that you are probably have to work off of a script, but you can acknowledge my questions or acknowledge my frustration. I don't like it when I get an answer that was not the question I asked. Exactly, exactly. That's very frustrating because that is, like you're saying, in, it invalidates you. Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious that you're, one, not being listened to, not being heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, that they have no interest in helping you. Absolutely. It was just, well, I can give you your money back or total, have it delivered on Thursday. Total lack of empathy. And it... it 
we learned um red robin actually taught me a lot i worked at red Ooh. robin for five years i do love a good red robin i'm just saying corporate wise right. they they did a fair amount of things right and i will also say plug for red robin um they are the cleanest restaurant not that should be the button i have is anytime we mention somebody just click not a sponsor <laughs> a little whisper yeah. i like it oh i'll do that not too. a sponsor that's what we're going to do going forward great i love it um one of the cleanest restaurants Actually, the cleanest restaurant I've ever worked in. Corporate culture-wise, mm-hmm. they are very, very strict about um, food safety, uh, keeping everything be. clean. Yeah. As you should. As yeah. you should be. It just, I didn't realize how different that was until I started working in other restaurants. And I was like, oh, damn. Where they didn't care. We had great F meat. Well, then I worked... I'm not going to name a name. Somewhere else with a salad bar. And it was just a totally different experience. Like, yeah, you just flip the old stuff on top. It's totally fine. And at Red yeah. Robin, that was a com- <laughs> that was a complete no-no. You yeah. do not mix new product and old product. Absolutely It not. doesn't matter if you have half a pan of ranch. You use all of that pan of ranch before you put in a brand new fresh pan of ranch. And you don't put any of the old ranch on top of the new ranch. Oh, do not pick, a, mix old product and new product. At a privately owned movie theater oh, in nice. my days. And... I am going to share the secret because they don't even own that business anymore. When we made the nacho cheese for the cheese pumpy thingy, which by the way, we were supposed to charge you 50 cents per squirt of cheese. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Oh, it's not per cup? No, it was per squirt of cheese. It didn't even fill up a cup. Wow. And uh, so to make the cheese, per it was squirt. a that per squirt. Per like a really bad <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> 50 so per squirt, Sonny. 50 per squirt. Dollars? Dollars? <laughs> he's the kind of guy that'll pay you for a squirt, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, Johnny. <laughs> so uh, we would we would dump this can of cheese product. Oh, you had a can? It was a can of cheese. Oh, because I've seen it coming back. No, no, yeah, that was this. Is, I'm old. This was before oh. the cheese bags. Oh, before plastic before was made? Plastic. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> it was also cheaper. Did you so, have a can opener? To like that, you know. Yeah, we had to actually crank the can opener. Oh, my I'm not God. kidding. It's not even no, a no, joke. I know. I'm, I'm just, serious. I know. So you would take that and you would dump it into the cheese bucket. Mm-hmm. And you would mix in a half a cup. I think it was a half a cup. I don't know if if, guess, if, if, if one of my friends, Lauren, is listening, she'll, she'll remember. But I think it was a half a cup of jalapeno juice and then a oh, couple okay. jalapenos you sprinkle around. I was wondering how they got, they got a little spicy. Right. But you would dump it on top of the old cheese that was left over. Because at the end of the night, you'd scrape out all the old cheese, store it in a container, put it in the fridge, and then yes. you'd mix in the new cheese each day. I know. <laughs> Dude, I know. I worked in a bowling alley and we served the same oh, cheese until God. it turned back into a block. Yep. And yes. it was so, like it no longer had Ugh. like viscosity isn't isn't a word <laughs> that you can use anymore because that would like insinuate Yeah, that would insinuate that you could crust. mix it and it was no longer it crumbled like yeah. it's now back it's made a full life circle <laughs> back to block cheese. If it was ever cheese at one time. We would recook the hot dogs that cooked the day before. We'd oh, that's put them amazing. back in and cook them again. We could do that for two days. And I was like, I threw them away at the end of the night every yeah. night. I didn't care. I was like, this is gross. I'm not doing it. Um, this bowling then- alley I worked at, they would make hot sauce fresh every day, like uh, salsa. Because, um, you know, that goes bad at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. But cheese, no. That stuff... We could use that for a week. That's because it's not cheese. Also, um, if you drop a wing on the floor, if you put it in the fryer, it sanitizes it. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it totally burns totally off fine. the germs. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not going to name names. This is, the, um, this is the food safety podcast. Where I've worked before. Don't check my LinkedIn profile. 
<laughs> I don't even have a LinkedIn. I actually deleted all my work history off of Facebook recently. It was very liberating. Oh, I like to put it on there so people think, you know. I think I put host of the Gabby with Gason show on there. And if I didn't, I'm going to have to by the end of this episode. Yeah. No, that's definitely, I, I think yeah. I, I, I haven't even, no, I need to link Mallory Makes to my other my other uh, things. But no, I, ha- I have, yeah, I, I've deleted all of my work history off of Facebook. I haven't done that. I should. But then it's like you put a new work history up, like if you did a project or something, and it's like, no, at this. And I'm like, no, stop. That's not what it is. Look at the damn dates. Like, I know, right? Don't. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that we've talked for 15 minutes about food service industry. You're, You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, Any other food service secrets that you just are just dying yeah. to tell? Uh, Dale popcorn is actually better than freshly popped. So if you haven't talked to Beth about working at a movie theater, you definitely should. I think you have a lot of common oh, sure. stories. And if she hasn't told you about Muppets yet, she needs to. Oh, yeah. No, we'll have to have a conversation. Actually, uh, she'll be on in uh, July. Oh, great. We've already talked about it. So. Good. Yeah, in a couple yeah. more weeks. Definitely ask her about the Muppet story. Okay, I will. Because uh, when I worked at the movie theater, this is so amazing, and I give my friend Lauren props, um, they said only the boys can be projectionist, and the girls had to work at the concession counter. Yes. And she was like, why? And I remember them looking at her, and they're like, she's like, well, well, because, you know, it's heavy lifting. She's like, I can do it. Right. And I was like, I I would also work at the concession counter. I like people. Right. I don't want to just be in a little room by myself. Yeah. Beth actually worked as a projectionist and it was the same thing. I think yeah. she was like the first girl projectionist. Yeah. It was like they were just blown out of their minds. Like what? A girl can be a... Pro- yeah. Like yeah. granted, I mean, we did it back in the day when you had to put the film the film together with scotch mm-hmm. tape. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> I'm sorry. I caught on my own spit. <laughs> it was really cute though. And then... Just, um, just for everyone who can't see. You would carry this film thing of a movie across the hall and it's like you know i mean the size of a table it's huge sure and like anybody could do it you just have to be careful because if you dropped it well then all hell will break loose and you're like eh. but anyway uh but yeah i gave her total props because i was like yeah why why that's so d-. even back then this is the late 90s i was like this is stupid like why why can't i go sell i can sell popcorn right people like me i'm big homosexual that's right they'd rather you're very have me likable a, I, well depending you know but yeah even when you're carrying out so oh wait can i finish how i Karen further yes i need to know so then after i got said to her i was like you sound like a robot because you're completely ignoring my questions get me to your supervisor and she was an absolute b and then she sent me to her sound like a legitimate escalation i think so then this asshat got on the phone and i was like he's like i've reviewed the chat how can i help you here's what pisses me off and i teach this when i'm teaching customer service don't ask the customer for the same problem again. If you just said you read the chat, then you know what I want. Oh, so that's like, please send me your resume, but also fill out this form. Oh, that's exactly your worst? resume. It's such yeah. bullshit. It's the worst. So I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, no, all I can do is this, what we've offered you. And I go, the driver literally left here an hour ago. They can still turn around. Which apartment did they leave this at? And I go, sir, there is a picture of my cabinets in front of somebody's random door. And he's like, a picture does not constitute uh, a confirmation of delivery. And I go, why do you take pictures then? Right. And he was like, uh, I can offer blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, no, no. I just want to make sure. Uh, who can I speak to above you? And he goes, I'm the manager. And this is as far as this conversation is going. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. So meanwhile, while he's pissing me off, I Googled um, Amazon Senior VP of Customer Service. Nice. Wow. <laughs> that is next level carrying. Oh, oh I'm going to do some homework on, yeah. my, on your well, manager. Oh, what? Right. So I wrote back and I go, okay, I just need to make sure I'm, I'm repeating what your information you're giving me. I go, so you, and I put his name in it. I said, so when I email blah, 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 uh, I can say that you said that Amazon randomly takes pictures of people's personal property for no reason. And he was like, that's not what, no, 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 that's exactly what you said. Cause you keep saying that a photo does not consist of, you know, cost you as proof of delivery. Then why do you take a picture? If it doesn't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Where? I, I, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, such a bad moment. But I won in the end and that's all that matters. That is, that is all that matters. So, um, back to Karening. <laughs> this does sound like a justified Karening in my I, opinion. I, you I know, could. I would hear this story and be like, "Yes, I, I can relate to this. I can feel. I, I understand that anger, and I understand the escalation, and where you where you went with that. Uh, totally, one hundred percent. And who and how you advocated for yourself. That I sounds did. more like an advocacy versus a, a caring. I think. I think I cared when I said I will make sure my listeners know how <laughs> satisfied I am. Hey, you know I what? I was mad they didn't ask what program it was about. I've actually used that before. Like, I am a public relations professional. <laughs> I run several social media campaigns per no year. No idea the power of my 30 listeners. That's right. Amazon. Who normally I'm all about. Like, I love them. Yeah. This was just a really, really craptacular On experience. my Mallory Makes Facebook page, I have almost as many followers as Gabbing with Gason. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm within 40. 40 likes. Do you know I was Googling myself the other day? <laughs> yes. Okay, Actually. it doesn't matter what hat follows that. That's amazing. <laughs> I was trying to see if, like, what uh, apps the show is on. Because uh, it's like... Have oh, you set up alerts yet? No, I don't know how to do that. So you. Oh, and I, I will. Yeah, you. Okay. You get an email every time, um, like a news story or like something oh. pops up with your name, so you could do your podcast. Oh. Like I've got one set for my name. Okay. Um, our local pride organization. Yeah. And then I forgot what the third one is, but anyways, sometimes they'll set them up for for whatever company I'm working for as well. But okay. That's how I get alerts and how I know when when important people are talking about me. That's okay. Yeah. No, I love that. No. So I was trying to see like what um, apps the podcast is being hosted on because there's, you know, we have our host platform, which is Anchor. And then Anchor, when you publish it on Anchor, pushes it to, pushes it to like Apple and um, Spotify and a couple others. And then mm-hmm. Apple will push it to a couple others. And so I, you don't really know all the ones that were on. Like I thought I knew, but I didn't. And so I was going through and then I started checking the Christmas show, Keeping the Old Tide Gay with Gason, <laughs> a monthly Christmas podcast that y'all should be listening to. Could also be a button on your fancy <laughs> thing Sorry, there. Um, and I was going through and someone commented on the Christmas show and I was like, oh God, it's going to be negative. And this lady was like, I'm dying during the Christmas Carol segment. And I was like, oh, validation. And then I looked from it and I was like, oh girl, this was a year ago. It was probably when I was at my prime. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> Me too. I was really excited. I've been, fo- so I'm almost not cool enough for TikToks. I generally stay on facebook mm-hmm. uh like the old lady that i am because you know sometimes i meet younger queers and they're sure. like and i'm like oh hey are you on facebook and they're like uh no and then so they're like i'm on insta look me up on instagram and i'm like great and i'm like on my phone like fumbling just all one big fat thumb and they're like insta. oh girl i got you and they like hand me their phone where they can just like where i can type in my own name and find oh, myself yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, good. Thank you. Thank you, young queer. Now I know. I don't even have an Insta at all. 
Oh, well, I do. The last time I posted pictures was three years ago. No, I posted pictures for, um, I honestly use it mostly for contests. Um, and I won. I won one oh, recently. And then nice. um, the Audubon Society gave away my prize to someone else. It was a brewery package. And then like, what's okay? We have you. Um, we, here's your... <laughs> Here's your replacement prize. It's a Audubon Society membership for the next year. And I was like, cool, not the same thing as a gift Definitely card not the to same a value. pub uh, or a brewery. But that's cool. That's cool. Thanks for getting... No, I'd have been like, give me my shit back. Yeah, it's um, actually with me and my paramour and, and her kid. And so it was um, the Mallory family. <laughs> I almost said my last name, but I know you're going to beep it out. So I, I just, yeah, I just I paused. Thank you. Yeah, I'm getting better at that. I thought it was really cute. I was like, oh. Um, yeah, I... I think about doing insta uh because I, the last time i went to a a gabar a gay bar i, I like actually call it, calling it gabar. A gabar that's fantastic i was watching these two young queer individuals um both extremely attractive <laughs> extremely attractive and i was watching them interact and i was trying not to be a creeper but i just think it's fascinating that you know back in the day we would offer our numbers we would text mm-hmm. each other right or at least that's what it was back in my day. No, and, that's, that's pre before you would call right, each other. Oh, wow. God, I hate talking on the phone. But unless it's to you, we talk for like an hour. We do. But um, it's usually very therapeutic bonding truth. about and bitch bonding. True, true. So I watched them and they were flirting with each other. And I was like, oh, they're going to hook up. It's so cute. And then I watched them and I heard one of them go, do you want to trade socials? And I was like, is this the new mating ritual? And this is, is why I'm single. And I watched them like trade socials. And then just ferociously make out. Oh, well, good for them. I was like, I'm so happy, but now I'm kind of invested and I want you to get married and have babies. So the social media person in me is thinking like, and I've, and I've actually considered doing this, um, creating a link tree for myself, oh. which is like a QR code yeah, for yeah. yourself yeah. with all of your social and everything like all together um, but also you can include your email and your phone but i feel like that's an old person way to no. switch so, socials with somebody when you say link tree all i think of is the the gentleman that i follow on tiktok who have their spicy links attached to their when you click on link tree it's like only fans free only yeah. fans over 18 twitter over 18 twitter and i'm always gonna listen i'm gonna tell y'all right now if you want me to buy a subscription to your only fans you better have a free preview on Twitter because I don't go in blind, 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 blind. I want to see some type of content that I think is worth it. Because if you're just like, oh, come look at me, I'm not going to. No, I think that's fair. I need to try before I buy. Give me is a free Snapchat sample. dead? No, people still use it. But basically, it seems like on a lot of the dating apps, it's like, well, let's talk on Snapchat. And I'm like, well, that. why don't you just say, I just want to send a dick pic? Because sure. that's what it is. Yeah. Right. It's not to keep in... Although there are a couple guys I talked to on Snapchat. As you know, I recently entered the dating world about a year and a half ago, and I expected yes. more dick pics. Well, let's talk about this. This is a great segue. Thank you. Did you I try was, that on purpose? I was working on it a little bit. I liked it. It was good. It was good. Yeah. So part of what we're doing this month on Gagging with Kason is bringing on uh, guesties to talk about identities that don't necessarily get a lot of airtime or are completely misunderstood. And so we had guesty bestie Pamela on last week uh, who talked about being demisexual. And you know, she had come out to me a while ago. And you, as one of my dearest friends in the whole world, called me one day and were like, can we talk? And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're in so much trouble. No, I thought something was happening. I was really upset. I was really nervous. Oh, I was so like, sorry. I, it was, no, no, don't be. It was your moment. And you came out to me in a whole other way that I was not... 
I wouldn't say I wasn't prepared for. I just didn't understand nor comprehend for a moment. It did take me by surprise. And I sat there for a second and I was like, what's this mean? So I'm going to allow you the opportunity to come out on the show. And I want to talk about it with you today. So would you like to come out to our listeners? Sure. And I always feel like um, <laughs> we're starting at one of those AA meetings. And not not to belittle them at all. Um, but I felt like this when I first came out to like, hi, my name is Mallory and I'm a lesbian. Because <laughs> what people don't understand is that you have to come out over and over and over and over again. Over Every again. person you meet. And so I remember struggling as a, a young queer, like, um, when I was 17, 18, I wasn't actually allowed to be gay until I was 18. Um, <laughs> that was our house rules. Um, <laughs> Your parents put a moratorium. They're like, no, no at 18, you can queer it no up. No joke. I was a kid and I didn't have, I didn't even have an inkling. And I remember being in the grocery store parking lot and just randomly, because I was always a random kid, ADHD kid, 100% still ADHD full full on as an adult but i remember looking at my mom be like would you still love me if i'm gay i remember my mom like where the hell is this coming from (laughs) this look and she said yes i would but you're not allowed to be gay until you're 18 okay and that's what stuck with me i i mean i'm not mad about it I just never really thought that you could put a... No, you can't that was it. 18. Yes. You, I mean, that was what I said I will myself, still love you if but... you're gay, but you're not allowed until you're 18. Okay. Interesting. I think I can work in these parameters. And I almost made it. Yeah. <laughs> I officially knew January of 20... Oh, sorry, 2004, because I'm old. And um, my birthday, my 18th birthday was January... Uh, or May 2004. So I was very close. Oh, I mean, you did technically try to go very as far close. As you could. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but... going back to the new coming out, my apologies. Yeah. No, um, don't be, because I think people need to realize that we have to come out all the time. We're going to have a, we're going to talk more about coming out in October for National Coming Out. Oh, Coming Out Story is great. Yeah, great. We'll talk about that. I don't then. have anything really exciting to say about that. So um, I mean, yeah. save, your, save your guest spots for someone more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you my best story already on that. Um, so now, fast forward. Hi, I'm Mallory, and I'm polyamorous. Um, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, ethical non-monogamy is another word for it. Um, say that again. Ethical non-monogamy. Okay, that's good. Did that's I say good. it wrong? No, no, no. Oh. No, I just think people need to hear it again. Yeah, E and M for short. Yeah. Oh, that's what E and M stands for. Ethical non-monogamy. I just learned something completely new. I if you see it on a dating profile, yeah. that's what it means. Okay, I was gonna. I have no idea what it was. I thought it was like an one of those um, mm-hmm. personality t- assessments. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, like, no, no. That's, no. that's ethical non-monogamy. Um, and those are umbrella terms, just like queer is kind of an umbrella term for, yeah. oh, you know what word I learned today? Alphabet mafia. Oh, I love that phrase. Yes, I am here for it. I am part of it. Yes. Well, me too. So anyways. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. Anyways, e and and polyamory. And they're all a little bit different and everybody practices a little bit different style of polyamory and E&M and what they want to call it. And um, there's all sorts of things to look for and terminology to learn and things like that. So it's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a lot to learn, just like entering into the gay community for mm-hmm. for your first time. It's a lot to, a lot of culture to learn. I have so many questions. I mean, we've already kind of talked about it. I just kind of let you talk that night cause I didn't even know what to ask. Cause I was like, okay. 
and I just listened because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't know. And I've asked questions since then, sure, because I'm nosy and I need to, I need to understand that because there's there's a huge misconception because I know I'm guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. I can admit that I was know. guilty. What did you tell me earlier today? You don't know no, what, what you, you don't, don't know. know. You're right. You don't know what you don't know. And I was under the same stereotyped miss miss um conception thank you misconception that's what i was in 2000 no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) and um but i was i was under the same stereotype misconception i'm like oh you just want to sleep around you just sure but that was it wasn't before i met i mean that was way before i met you it was back when polly first started being talked about Right. Well, in the early days, I think swinging was really yeah. what people associated. Mm. And that's a completely different lifestyle. Well, it's not. I mean, it's it's within the poly, I think, realm. The umbrella. It's, it's, yes. Yeah, it's, I would say it's, it's a different umbrella. lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It definitely, uh, swinging definitely does not follow, uh, fall under ethical non-monogamy. There are some, some differences mm. there. Um, and it also, or maybe it does. I don't know. I am certainly not an expert. I just want to go ahead and disclaim that. But there's also... Um, all different forms have i'm sure you've heard the term hall pass yes and that is basically if you're married or in a monogamous relationship but you have like a free pass to sleep with either a certain person or a it's usually celebrities it seems like it's celebrities but yes usually is but there are definitely couples who are like oh well you have a hall pass for the night or you have a hall pass for this one you know jane at work or whatever it might be jane right everybody wants a hall pass with jane of course we all know jane um and good for her hall monitor you know what i'm saying proud of her for living her best life yeah absolutely no slut shaming here never no Back in the day, yeah, because I didn't understand. But now I'm like, I don't know, go live your life. Like, if you want to go yeah, out, and, YOLO. I mean, I'll call myself a whore, and that's okay because it's me being like just silly and self deprecating. Or like, if one of my friends were to call me it in a joking manner, I'm not mad about it. But, sure. But I, I can't judge somebody for you know, hey, live your best life as long as you're being safe and you're not hurting somebody. Just go do. I will try not to yuck your yum, but there are some yums I will yuck because they are yuck to me. I agree with that 100%. I have a hard time not yucking certain yums because there are certain yums that are... That are just not for us. They're not. And that's okay because there's somebody out there for those people. Absolutely. There's literally someone for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My rule on judging others uh, on things like this uh, or, or sexual behavior in general is uh, I, I, as long as it's all consenting adults. Yes. I don't care how many of you there are yeah. or um, what any of you look like. It, all parties involved should be consenting adults. I agree. So, okay. When did you, and you can, you can shut down any question you want. I'm just sure. going to ask you questions because I'm an interviewer now. This is 2020 Gason. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to be mm-hmm. interview Gason, take all the emotion out. And I can't do that. That'd be so weird. So Could weird. Could you be just like, Mallory, please tell our listeners. Is it Diana? I don't know who I'm doing. I'm just being. Me. Oh, okay. I mean, that is kind of almost the continental which is a character voice I work on when I do ridiculous profiles that people that hit me up. Like, oh, God, I'll have to do one another time. For Only you. if you pronounce all of the, the typos. I do pronounce the typos. And if there's no punctuation, I increase my speed. I love it. <laughs> yes, it's accurate. What's your question, Jerry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when did you start kind of discovering that this was where you fell within the identity of, of, um, do you prefer the term polyamorist or do you, is there another term that you... I generally go with polyamorous, um, okay. because it means many loves and is so it it's... is or ist? 
Uh, Are you a polyamorous? That's a great question. I haven't defined it that hard. Whatever okay. you want to call me. I'll, yeah, 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 I'll go with it. In a minute. Um, I'm going to call you Mallory. Great. My friend. My first girlfriend and I actually had an open relationship. Okay. And so 17. Because I almost made it to 18. That's Very right. Close. That's right. Okay. Very close. Okay. Um, actually, I was gonna I was gonna tell the whole story about that, but I guess it's okay now. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it was a few years ago. I know I'm old. Uh, she was an exchange student, and you're oh. really not supposed to have a relationship with exchange students. Like they get sent back for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, she's only here for a year, and it would be selfish to keep her all to myself. So we had an open relationship. And I tried that after high school, um, after she left. But um, people did not understand that. I kind of thought of it as one of those things where you date a lot of people while you're dating. And then you find someone you really like and you go steady with them. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought the journey was. But apparently everyone else thought, like, if you go on one date with someone, then you're dating them until you decide not to date them anymore. I think that's a general consensus, it seems like. I. I know that I recently, you and I talked about it, I said I'm really struggling with the concept of dating because it's always been, if I find somebody, I want to be with that person and I like them and I don't think about it. I stopped talking to every other guy because I find this person and then I find out, well, they were talking to multiple people before they decided that I was the one. And I'm like, I don't know how to wrap, I think it's I think it's a self-esteem thing with me. It's like, you know, you. I, I may not be for everybody, but somebody out there wants to... Um, treat me like a cupcake sure so i think that actually goes into a lot of the other points i wanted to cover about poly is um poly one of my favorite things about it for me is that it's about choice mm-hmm. like i don't have to be with you because um i'm afraid of being alone because mm-hmm. i have other partners to lean on mm-hmm. i'm with you because i choose to spend my time with you which is so much more in my opinion so much more powerful um I have other places I could be tonight, other people I could be with, but I have chosen to spend my time with you. And I think that's really, really, really something special um, to, to be able to really revel in that choice with someone. The other thing I wanted to go over is um, compersion. Yes, because you mentioned this to me the other day, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And so, I think you had to explain it like multiple times yes, before I got it. Compersion is a very, actually, a poly-specific term. Um, and it basically is the opposite of jealousy. So, so compersion. 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 This is now the vocabulary podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Compersion. It's whenever you feel joy when you see your partner with someone else. And so it's not a cuckold thing. You got to explain what cuckold is because, you know. Oh, that's hard because that's like a whole nother. It's a whole nother subcategory. That's a whole nother yum. Not my yum, but you know. It's kind of where. It's not a yum that grosses me out. It's just not my thing. Yeah, it's where one partner enjoys it's doing more things about with humiliation. An, yeah, it's a humiliation thing to like be humiliated by your partner with another, typically with another person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just just Google it safely. <laughs> Google it carefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, compersion is a completely different thing. Like uh, I could get my wife ready for a date and that would make me really happy because I know that she's really excited mm-hmm. about wherever she's going with whoever she's going with. She would get me ready for a date because you've seen the way I dress. I, I know I love it, and sometimes I. Need I've seen a the way help. that you've you've had a dress recently, and I enjoy it immensely. Oh yeah, well that's but one very specific partner who is very demanding. Um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, and she knows exactly who she is. Um, so yes, there are times when um, you you feel that joy because you see that your partner is being fulfilled in ways that you may not be able to fulfill them. And the other thing about you know marriage and monogamy is that we put so much 
pressure on our partners. They have to be so much for us. They have to be the one and only and the everything. They have to be our lover, our parent, our spouse, our financial advisor, our house cleaner. Just, they have to do so many, hold so many roles for us, caregiver, emotional support. And it's a lot to ask from one person. Mm-hmm. And so having, um, giving them that grace to not have to fill every single role or um, as one of my partners calls it, buckets. You have very, a lot of buckets, that's right? That's a great way to put it. I love that. Yeah. And okay. so one person may not fill all your buckets and that's okay. It's a lot to ask them to fill all those buckets. There's a lot of trips to the creek to get all the water to fill your buckets, right? So it's nice to have other people around you um, to help fill your buckets as well. And you can fill theirs. Gosh, it's so much. I really love this. this is, I'm, I'm learning as we talk. I mean, we've had some extensive conversations and probably could, I'm sure we'll have more as I learn more. And when you said compersion, compersion, what was I going to ever say? Percussionist? It's, it's, it's a new word. That's all. It's a new word. I'm learning. Compersion. But even then I was just like, I don't know what that means. And you and I were talking because we had a really, one of the things I enjoy is that sometimes you and I can get really serious, deep conversation. And then immediately it flips to like one of us doing something fucking ridiculous. And then we can go back into that serious conversation right. again. I've really been trying to figure out a way to work the word farce in because I love farces. I your and word. I love that word too. I know. And I get to say it a lot in your podcast. So you yes, do. I get you it. do say that word a lot. We're going to talk farce. about a farce later on. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for, for yeah. scheduling that. Um, my boss, who also listens to the show, loves the good farce. Excellent. So. All right. So I'm sorry. Back to compression. It's okay. So, no, no. Just in general. So what... Okay. Let me ask this. What is What is a... Uh, a stereotype or a mis uh, a misinformation that you want to clear up about uh, polyamory. Like- sure, um, polyamory is not um, the your traditional pineapples and swingers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's again more towards hollow passes and things like that. And there are a uh, just like in any. Um, I would say in any community, there's some toxic behaviors you need to watch out for. Sure. Um, there's things called unicorn hunters out there. Oh yeah. Can you talk about that for a second? Unicorn hunters? Yeah. I mean, I know what, I mean, I'm, no, I'm kidding. It's generally a couple. uh, Say it. Straight. Say it. We know what it is. Couple. Yep. You can say, yeah, it's, Uh it's a straight. Looking for a third. And that, the reason why it's generally a toxic practice is because usually that third partner has, well, they're not a partner. Right, they don't They're have an equal. Toy. Yeah, yeah. They have like no real say in the relationship, no real um, buy-in or security or emotional uh, attachment or really any any. And that's fine if that's mm-hmm. what you're looking for. But a lot of um, a lot of unicorn hunters tend to tend to foster toxic relationships. Yeah, it's it's. Um... Even on on the, I hate saying dating apps because ha- I mean ninety percent of the dating apps are not dating apps; they're hookup apps. It's just sure. Let's just we need to call it what it is. I hate when people call Grinder a dating app because it's not. I'm sorry, I'm not dating on Grinder. No, I don't think. People I mean, if it happens, generally cool, date but, on Tinder either. And which yeah. I have met a couple of couples who have married off of Tinder, but I great. I think they're the they're not the norm. Right? No, absolutely not. No, um, but. You can see it on those. I mean, there have been blatant ones that just say we're looking for our unicorn. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn. And I credit one of my other friends for teaching me what that was before you. Uh, because I was like, wait, what's a unicorn? Yeah. I, didn't know what the, I just thought it meant a gay when person. When you get on, on dating apps, you have to Google a lot. Yeah. Safely. Yeah. There is some <laughs> stuff that I have had to look up that I was like, Jesus. And right. I'm not. It's just things that I didn't know. Like I looked up today uh, a, a a pognophile, 
which is somebody who's into the study and, and um, understanding of how beards are in, they're into beards, just beard, like hair beards. Interesting. And I was like, oh, and then, you know, they said hi. And I was like, well, I'm kind of flattered. I mean, I don't really have like a huge, it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a bush master. But, you know, my uh, favorite is sapiosexual. Yeah, I still, I don't know what that is. As I someone s- who likes, uh, who's people? attracted to intelligence. Oh, God, clearly it's not me. But that does not. <laughs> clearly say- I'm not the one they want. Yeah, I mean, first, my first thought was, oh, you're just really interested in humans. That's, That's what cool, I thought. Right? Yeah, right, no, yeah. sapiosexual is it's uh, brains. Brains are attractive. Okay. Which which makes a lot of sense. I know, you know, when I talked to Pamela off mic for a while too, I was like, you know, there. Sometimes I have to be. I remember somebody once tried to put me in a box, which just annoys the shit out of me. Like, one thing that we should never do to anyone in general, it doesn't matter if they're part of the LGBTQ plus community or not is box somebody into what you think they are. And I remember somebody was like, oh, it sounds like you are... Um... Oh, and that's the best when someone else boxes you into yeah, whatever like, box they Yeah, like I forget what sexuality they assigned me because I said, no, I need to... It doesn't matter if you're the hottest guy in the world. If there isn't some type of a connection, whether it's a spiritual connection or a personality connection or an emotional connection. If, if I don't have that with you, I don't care if you came over. We're not going to hook up. We're not going to be together. Um, because I've become more recent, I guess, of the red flags that I should have been more... Sure. I should have. I, I know you're not supposed to blame yourself for your past, but I do. I should have been more aware in my previous relationship of all the red flags that were there and did that thing a lot sooner than sure. what I did. And so now I look at these red flags and I'm like, nope, this is already behavior that I cannot tolerate or... Hindsight's you know, twenty twenty, and that's how we learn. It is. It's true. And I remember back in the day when I was a young, a young little homosexual, uh, and I would feel guilty if I went to go hook up with somebody and then I got there and I was like, oh, I'm not into this person. And I literally would force myself to do those things. Sure. Because I felt guilty that I'd wasted their time and... and, and You're obligated. Right. And now I'm like, no, I don't... No, we're good. Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Peace. good. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would think that would make you what I like to call put me in a box. <laughs> what I like to call a semi demi. A semi demi. That's what I call myself as well because I need some sort of connection yeah. as well. But some people don't need any of that. They, right. You know, like you could show up to one of those places, uh, glory hole type places. <laughs> I know you just gagged. It was hilarious. <laughs> I wish your listeners could listen, see it. Listen, but I'm not judging. My point is those those I've, are places for that demisexuals. Don't go to. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody in that room's a demisexual. And that's, that's a... totally fine. But I think a lot of us, I think most sexualities, most genders are honest on a, a, a very fluid and sliding absolutely. scale. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I personally consider myself a semi demi because I am absolutely not as demisexual as my wife. Mm-hmm. But I definitely need an emotional connection. Right. But um I also don't want to call myself a demisexual and then offend any of the demisexuals out Correct, there. Correct, yeah. So I like to call myself a semi-demi. Um, but we all fall under a lot of different categories. Yeah. I'm also a sapiosexual. I find intelligence very attractive. I, that's why I'm one of the most attractive people you've ever met. That's right. Look at me that's fixing right. myself. Unfortunately, it won't work out. Uh, abso- you know, Because we're, we're on other scales. We're on other scales. <laughs> that don't well, match. Here's the thing, though. That's, and that's, that leads into a whole other conversation that we I really need to have on this podcast. And I have a really gay, uh, really gay, really great guest in mind to come on and talk about that that identity when it comes to one sexuality and then also gender identity it is this massive spectrum mm-hmm. and and we really don't think about you know there are guys that are like oh i'm not gay i'm i'm straight and i'm like yeah but can you admit that ryan gosling's attractive well yeah sure. he's got a great body 
Great. That doesn't mean you want to have sex with him, but that sure. means that you can recognize. You're like at the 98%. Yes, you're down there. It's okay. Yeah, because there I are can... very few absolutes in nature, 100% and 100% gay, 100% straight. Like, yeah. I honestly think poly and monogamy are the same way. I think uh, it's a scale. I think it could be looked at as a sexuality. I think most people, I think it's like um, buy and pan, right? I think mm-hmm. 90% maybe more of the population is somewhere in the bipan scale. Maybe they're more straight, maybe they're more gay. They can flex into one or the other, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think most people are like that with polyamorous and mon- uh, uh, poly and monogamy because I think people with the right amount of um, understanding and maybe uh, willingness to try new things could flex into polyamory or monogamy. I think a lot of people who are polyamorous can flex into monogamy and vice versa. Yeah, and I think I think like I could be happy either way. Okay, that would make sense. I think that as we continue to have these conversations, because people were always taught it's one or the other. You right. you have to be married. You know, I remember being like, I've got to be married by the time I'm. I, I don't even think said there were this even recently. options. I was it like, wasn't one or the other. Right. It's, like, monogamy oh is the only option. What am I going to do if I'm not married by forty? Well, girl, I passed that. Now I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to do if I'm not married at fifty? Live my best life. That's right. Buy as many He-Man toys as I want. That's right. Which, by the way, I had to do an inventory today. That was a lot of work, and I was exhausted. I bet. Because I was trying to do us some new insurance. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, though. No. Good for you. Else. But anyway. And I think the more that we talk about these things, and, and I've had these conversations with people before who say, you know, why do you have to have so many letters? The because, alphabet mafia. Right. And, and my answer has always been because we're finally allowing people to just be themselves and realize mm-hmm. that you don't fit in box A or box B. Right. There is a, pa- there's just this, I'm doing hand motions like people can see. There's I can this, see though. Thank you. <laughs> there is this spectrum and we're finally allowing people to figure out who they are so that eventually in 20 to 30, 50, 60 years, we don't have to say all these letters right. anymore. Right, exactly We just right. get to allow people to be people and we don't judge. That's yeah. part of the problem. We as humans love to judge each other. We'd love to say I'm better than you because of this. Right now I think we're in, we need the letters to help us find our tribes. Yes. That's what people need. Mm-hmm. Um, and, once we find our tribes we can come back under the uh, the larger umbrella together yes, I agree. and I think I think we're there and in, in the larger umbrella together as well but um, it, it's helpful to know I, I think especially for right now um, I think we saw a transgender revolution in the past recent past and I think we will see I think we're kind of seeing that now with ace and demis mm-hmm. as well um, what a, that's another market I hate I said market <laughs> that's what an underserved market that is and what I mean by that is, we don't talk about asexuality Ace. yeah. enough. Yeah. If you're asexual and you want to come on the show and talk about it, I will book you immediately. I was always surprised about people like being afraid to come out their parents mm-hmm. uh, as ace. And I was thinking like every parent's dream is to have an ace kid, I thought. You know, like no one wants their kid to be mm-hmm. like sexually active or, or have sexual thoughts whatsoever. But no, that's still absolutely something that people are, are, are worried and terrified for. And, and I think I would absolutely listen to your uh, ace podcast. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to. If you know somebody that would be willing to come on, I would absolutely. I have. I have. You know, I've met some people who identify as, as ace and, and, and that is what taught me about like aromantic and asexual. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, there's another umbrella of that. There's a whole umbrella. And then that's something I'm not familiar with. No, uh, neither. Not enough. enough that I feel like I could talk about it. Absolutely. I would definitely like to learn more because I, I want to be more sensitive to that that community. Yeah, same. And it's the same thing with, with learning about demisexuality and mm-hmm. polyamory. I There are people, I mean... We can be honest and say there are people that are still going to disagree and say, sure. like, no, that's not what it is and we should be monogamous. And that's fine because you're entitled to that opinion. Absolutely. I just want to understand more because, A, I want to be a better supportive friend, right? Right. And I need to to understand and to keep up and 
to be like, okay, who who are we dating? All right, which ones can I flirt with? Which ones can't I flirt with? Right. Because <laughs> there have been times where I'm like, am I allowed to flirt with this one? I don't know who I am. I'm going to be respectful and just not flirt because I don't want to mm-hmm. flirt with my friend's paramours is right. what you call them, which I love that name. I think it's well, adorable. Um, only dating one person that you might be interested in and... I don't think he'd he'd reciprocate. No, no, no. Yeah, no. That's no. I, maybe I think you're dating somebody that you're not. We need to have a conversation off the air because there is a friend of yours that I think is adorable. Yeah, and I've told you I'm not dating him. No, no. There's a different one. Oh. There's another one. There's only one I'm dating. Okay. I'll introduce you to him, and then you know everyone else I'm not dating. No, no, no. I know that one. Oh, then everyone else I'm not dating. Okay. Okay, I thought you were, but nope. no. Okay. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. He is adorable. I'm not dating Super him. Super quiet. And I yeah. find it very attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a person that will just let me be the star. There you go. There you go. I mean, that is a requirement. You have to understand that I'm going to be center stage. I love it. 90% of the relationship. I love it. Well, we had to take a bathroom break. I'm so sorry. You fed me so much Malibu. While you were gone, I was going through Facebook dating. Oh. And it's like, hey, we found a lucky pick for you because they meet some of your preferences. And I was like, oh, okay, what is it? And it's like, their name is Jason. Oh, wow. You both are interested in desserts. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Facebook. Fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> I mean, he's hot as hell. Fuck you. You're both interested in desserts. We think you're going to be married and have babies. I hate how much Facebook knows about me. Mm, swipe, yes. <laughs> but I also love it. Like I get on Marketplace and they know exactly what I'm looking for. How did you know I was looking for half a ton of gravel right oh, now? They are totally listening half the time. Oh my god! I'm sure that I can't wait to see the ads I get after this one. Yeah. Um, I have gotten some real freaky ads. Also, I got some real nudity filled ads recently, and I was like, oh. male or female though? Male. Okay. The kind we want. Well, at least they know the kind I want. Sure. Oh my gosh. Um, any any other miss? Uh, um, any, any other stereotypes or things that you think people should uh, combat against or that you yes, think needs to be addressed? Yes, I would say um, it's not all about the sex. Yeah, I, have, I think that's the number one. I have um, multiple partners that I actually don't have a sexual relationship with. Uh, I have more of an ace relationship with. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't invalidate that relationship or anything like that. Um, they're just as important to me as my other partners. So... Um, that's part of the love part of polyamory, right? Mm-hmm. Many loves, not just uh, many sex. <laughs> and I think that's what people can... I, I really do, because I know that that's where my limited experience was. I just assumed it was like, oh, you just get to go out and screw whoever you want. And then mm-hmm. there's whatever. Because I used to be like, I can't believe there's open couples. And like, why would you do that? And you should, one person should be enough. Because that's what we were taught. Like, you should, Absolutely. Monogamy is what we were taught. And I, don't, and I remember hearing somebody once say like... But humans aren't supposed to be monogamous. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, just think about it. Like, men are supposed to sow their... (laughs) Men are supposed to sow their seeds. Mm Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten more educated, I won't say older, but as I've gotten more educated, I'm like, oh, no, there's like... You can totally have those other types of relationships. It is Mm -hmm. not all about sex. Because I remember being like, you're being safe, right, Mel? Yes, (laughs) yes. No, absolutely. And that's that's a good question, too. Um, All relationships... uh, partners and things like that tend to or you should have a conversation about about safe sex for sure um you know are you getting tested regularly are your partners getting tested regularly um, communication is a big thing like you should be able you should be communicating with your partners on um y- your safety and your other partner's safety uh some other terms you might want to know paramour 
is a good mm-hmm. I like that one. It's my favorite. For partner. I love that one, too. Um, a band, right? I think it is, actually. It's a band. Metamore, which is one of my other favorite ones. What's that? So, my partner's partner is my metamore, is my meta. Okay. So, let me so make sure my, I understand this. My girlfriend's husband or my girlfriend's boyfriend mm-hmm. that I'm not involved with, mm-hmm. he okay. is my metamore. Okay. So it's if it's a partner of another partner that you are not involved with. Correct. Okay. Interesting. What a what a fun little like diagram. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I'm like, okay. Now, if you put everybody on mm-hmm. that diagram together, all your paramours and all your metamors and mm-hmm. all that, that's your polycule. Yeah, it's my. That is also honestly my favorite word, polycule. Yes, uh, friends of mine have nicknamed my polycule my the molecule. Of course. Of Why course. not? Because I am the center of the universe. Absolutely. No, I feel so. Of that universe, you are. I feel so arrogant, but that's not. That's not how I I roll. I love that term. I think it's adorable. Mm -hmm. There is a group of uh, very attractive gentlemen that I follow on TikTok who talk about being um, poly. And they get a lot of rude questions. They got other questions and they're like, you know, we're thinking about adding a fourth person to our relationship. Mm -hmm. And they show a lot about like, what is it like when they live together? Like, how do they run their businesses? How do they do this? And it's it's really eye-opening. Do they call themselves a thruple? Because that's also a fun word. Uh, Yeah, I think I might. I think they may say thruple. Um, They do post a lot of of how they sleep at night. And I just think it's super adorable. So Um, much cuddling. It's very hard to be in the middle. I'm sure. I mean, it's wonderful, but it's also like that 2 or 3 a.m. Like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Get off me. I'm hot. I can't. I love cuddling, but my God, I can do it for like five minutes. Actually, I think the worst part is is when you can't kick your feet out from underneath the covers. It's one thing to be stuck and hot in the middle, but if you can't get that foot relief, that's the worst. No, it's the worst. Um, Gosh, this has been fun. I, I just, I don't know. I think that... My goal with this entire thing this month is really just to, you know, we always talk about pride in general. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's pride mean to you? And I really did actually send out an email to all of my guestie besties. I was like, come on the show and tell me what pride means. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, we have an interesting way of a platform here to kind of talk about some of these topics that not a lot of people do. And one of the things that I love about the friends that I have is that a lot of my friends are completely different from each other. I would completely agree with that. You have a, a huge diversity in your friend group. And and I, I like that for a reason mm-hmm. uh, because I'm always learning. We always, we, we all fill different buckets. This is true. You all do. You all do. Um, I'm getting ready to get a book that you've talked about and that uh, Dom has talked about, uh, The Ethical Slut. The Ethical Slut. So that is next. I'm getting ready to start actually reading Velvet Rage. Okay, I don't think I've read that one. Um, it's about like a lot of the internal stuff that we deal with as gay men coming out. Oh, that bit that's really uh, good. So I'm really excited about that. That's next. I'm reading a He-Man book right now. And I'm also reading Elvira's um, um, autobiography, which is fucking fantastic. Oh, I actually would very much like to read that. Um, uh, I will let you borrow it if you prefer physical media, because it's an actual book. It's not an e-book. So okay. I mean, if you want to borrow it, I'll let you borrow it. Absolutely. Although, I don't know. You're kind of... Listen, first of all, we need to have a whole conversation right now. I lent you a movie three years ago. Popcorn. Yeah. Where is it? Did you watch it? Uh, no, I lost it. And then I found it during the the great move. Uh, so you have it? Yeah. And then I lost it again. God Damn it. After the great move. I really thought I returned it multiple times. Are you sure I haven't returned uh, it? Do you want to go over there and alphabetically look? No, but I would like to recommend a podcast. No. About Polly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it out. Yeah. It's Libby Sinbeck. 
Uh, my apologies if I mispronounced her last name, but um, her podcast is uh, Making Polyamory Work, and she mm. is way more of a uh, queer polyamory expert than I am. Okay. I mean, I've had a year and a half experience. What's so the name of it again? It is uh, Libby Sinbeck is her name, and she her podcast is Making Polyamory Work. Gosh, it'd be great if one day we could talk. Yeah. Someday when I get the nerve up to actually bring on a celebrity guest versus just go. my friends, which I almost did. I there's you're there. There's so many podcasts out there that I just I just love their host and I just want to be their friend. Yeah, um, reach but, out to some of those people. They're gonna be someday. so flattered. They're like gabbing with Gason, Gabon with Gasson. <gasps> there's a horror podcast, and I have plugged them multiple times. I love them so much. It's two gay men. Uh, it's called Dark Night of the Podcast, and they just review horror movies from I a queer it. perspective, and they talk about like they're both queer filmmakers and. I just love, first of all, they're both ridiculously attractive. So that was like a bonus win before I even knew. But they've actually inspired me to go out and watch some movies that I've never seen just based on their review. And I mean, yeah, like the shock is not the big surprise. Although lately now what I do is I go, wait, I haven't seen this. I'm not going to listen to the episode. I'm going to go watch it and go back and listen to it. And a lot of times we have the same things to say. There are times that we completely disagree. Uh, But I would love to talk to them someday. Oh my God. That is on my wish list. You could also have them on your movie podcast. This is true. Although it's not really my movie podcast. That's a group podcast called The Missing Movie Club with me, Guesty Bestie, Pamela, Guesty Bestie John, and Guesty Bestie Chris on all podcast platforms now. So go out and listen to that show too. I have so many, but I really do want to start a fourth. I just, I need to be paid. <laughs> there you go. I need to be paid. I, I appreciate the fact that you, A, were so willing to come on and, and be so open about things. And I, I think sometimes people forget that, you know, when you have a platform of whatever it is, that you have the, you have the ability to educate mm-hmm. in a way that's not preaching mm-hmm. and there are so many podcast hosts that preach sure. versus teach mm-hmm. and there is a there's a difference in that and it's a very thin line because i know that i can get preachy too sometimes like i have to really be careful because i can cross into the pulpit um, and i remember once i had somebody i was in a training class and they're like yeah on that pulpit and i was like oh that's my cue i gotta step it way back because oh, i'm yeah. starting to go like that you is, know above that's a lot where i should be so i appreciate you coming on and talking about well, it thank you it's so Just- much fun Last couple of points wrapping up. It's uh, it's more about. It's not about sex. It's about connection and love, and um, it's not just about having sex with whoever you want. Building meaningful relationships. Compersion. Compersion. Compersion's my favorite thing. Not what I said. Compersionist. Um, it's not gonna fix a broken marriage. Like you have to have communication. You have to have good communication to make polyamory work. I was gonna say yeah. There has to be a lot of trust. And has to be trust. So you can't go trust. into this. I've seen other couples. Um, go into poly to as a safety net basically like shopping for replacement Mm -hmm. while they're still Mm -hmm. have the support of a spouse and that's really not fair you have to have a good communication and good foundation Mm -hmm. before you can jump into polyamory Mm. that's a big thing um there's several different types. You can have a, a something called hierarchy, a polyamory hierarchy, which like um, is a type of uh, polyamory that that we practice. And I think it's there's a, a term for it where it's not just like I care for this person more than anyone else. Um, and I don't know all the terms. Ethical hierarchy versus a, I can't even uh, and. A, a, relationship anarchy basically so differences is like i have a primary partner right Mm -hmm. i'm married yes so she is my primary partner um but 
uh, while I've, uh, while she is my primary partner, we share a mortgage together and all these other things. It doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily mistreat or treat my other um, partners as any less than any or less than. You don't rank them in order of right. Whatever. It's um, it's just that 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 relationship does come with uh, more responsibilities and things like that, and, mm-hmm. and my other partners respect that. Um, whereas uh, a relationship anarchist, and there's another word for it that I can't remember egalitarian or something like that um where everyone's on this equal playing field and i just don't think that's it goes back to like when you're first dating someone Mm -hmm. right and um you're not going steady with someone you went on two dates with right you know what i'm saying so i don't feel like i should give the same time and energy to someone i've been on two dates with as i've give to my wife right that's this is so fascinating to me because you, there's it, this is going to sound super nerdy. There's a science to it because there there's is. a there's a science because you're right. Like you have, but you have there's to, so many relationships you have to manage. Yes, and you have to discuss that with each new potential partner mm-hmm. because some people are going to go into that expecting. Like I, I dated someone last summer. Yes, who, I remember. Um, expected me to basically be at the level of a second wife mm-hmm. to him. And that was not something I could... Em- I didn't have the emotional bandwidth for that. Yeah, I chose to spend my free time with him, and that was... That was enough for me, and we weren't meeting each other's needs. That's how I. That's how I'm going to end that. <laughs> no, I mean story. that's just like dating but in general, right? Like exactly. You, like, oh, this is not going to work out. for We me. were not meeting each other's needs. Yes, that's that's all I can can say about yeah. that. But, um, he had he had more water than my buckets could handle. Maybe and that I'll doesn't mean that. that that he's a bad person. No, it just means that your buckets were never going to be equal enough for things mm. to work out. I just didn't have the right buckets for him. That's okay. And I, obviously... I've met many a guy that, that don't have the right bucket for me. Exactly. You know, I'm like, so, mm, your bucket's not what I need right now. It's important to know those kinds of things <laughs> and their expectations, what mm-hmm. kind of poly they practice and things like that. So um, those are all important. But compersion is probably the biggest thing I really wanted to get out. Uh, I, I love compersion. Um, seeing your partner happy, even in a capacity where you're ne- not necessarily the source of that happiness, mm-hmm. is really important. Excellent. Ah, what a fun, what a fun show, because we have Malibu. We didn't even yeah. talk about what Malibu we had. We have been drinking, I mean, you're way farther ahead than I am, um, <laughs> and you would think that I would be the Malibu lush, but we've been having the Malibu splashes in the can. That's right. And uh, you got to taste the strawberry coconut tonight. And the lime. And the lime. Which one do you like better? I don't know. I'll have to try them both again. <laughs> let's, t- let's start over. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of trying things, I have a surprise for you. So, you know, the last episode, I just took a big swig. I'm ready. That's okay. You know, the last episode, because I know how that you are completely caught up on the show and you listen religiously. I do. Um, in the last episode, Pamela and I tried different ice creams. Oh, great. You and I, you like ice cream? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to try the Walmart pride ice cream. Oh, this is going to taste delicious. Or it might taste like... Trailer Park? Or pink washing or <gasps> pandering. What does pink washing <laughs> taste like? Now I have to know. <laughs> so give us one second. I'm going to go grab it and I'll grab you a spoon and we'll try it real quick. I can't wait. All right. So we are trying the Walmart <laughs> pride ice cream. It's called Celebration Edition. Um, a sweet mm. celebration of pride, acceptance, and freedom to enjoy together. 
And they've got some some rainbows down here, and they got the newer flag with the, with the trans representation. Um, it's white chocolate flavored ice white chocolate flavored <laughs> ice cream with brownies and cherries, and I don't like cherries, so. I will say you already um, ate it before I, did. I gave you. I ate, I ate it. my bite. Uh, it tasted very white, sis. <laughs> All I got was white chocolate, and I was like, "Wow, this could not be whiter." Ah, <laughs> oh. I got a cherry. <laughs> um, I got nothing but white chocolate. <laughs> Sound effects are so good. I don't like it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Here's why I don't like it's it. It's a little plain. First of all. I feel like a fried. heterosexual definitely put this together. Oh, yeah. I, it was a heterosexual <laughs> in a community that doesn't allow flavor or color. It should have been a very colorful sorbet. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah, get, get you some Malibu. Wash that down. Well, I first off, we didn't talk about liquid death yet, but I had to get a can of liquid death. It's from it. Austria. That's still not a sponsor. That's what I need to have as a button. Still not a sponsor. <laughs> and let me get my strawberry Malibu. God, that's really gross. I'm really disappointed in Walmart. But I really didn't have high hopes anyway, but. Yeah, I do think that's probably what pink washing tastes like. <laughs> it tastes like white chocolate cherry nibbles. First of all, it's pride. Why would you go with almost an entire white ice cream? Also tastes like disappointment. <laughs> you know what it tastes? It's rejection. Yeah. Do you um, remember going to the uh, the local uh, professional hockey league? Do you remember going to their first Pride night? Yes. It Wait, was, no, I didn't go. I didn't go. Okay, so I was thinking of the soccer we went to. Beth and I went to their first Pride night, and it was adorably, definitely somebody not in the in the community. Yeah, trying their darndest. Be like, oh, queers like Lady Gaga, right? Yeah, let's play that song. Oh, they like YMCA, right? Yeah. Oh, like when the fire department and the the police department played YMCA, like the village people, super loud during our pride. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, so well intentioned, but also so incredibly tone deaf as well. Just the. But anyway, that that was the whole night. That's what this tastes like. Yeah, it's just. That tastes like almost good intentions, but totally tone deaf. I would rather eat the carton. Yeah, I mean the carton is kind of cute, although I don't. I'm not sure why the the hands are pink. There's the the carton has a better chance of possibly being designed by almost someone queer. Yeah, it's very clip arty, but um, I'm really disappointed. I don't know what I expect. I expect. I guess when you look at the package, you think you're going to get ice cream, the rainbow. Let's give them a little bit of credit over our former president Trump. All the rainbows are going the correct direction. <laughs> okay, Walmart got that right. So I would say the graphic designer on the outside, queer. The person who designed the ice cream flavor, not queer. And yeah. I apologize if I just invalidated anybody, but like, no, get, yeah, no. I needed to try a little harder. Yeah, I just, when we took the lid off, I was like, why is it all white? Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, well, maybe he hasn't taken the plastic off yet. Nope. And like, why white chocolate? <laughs> Just, like, that, oh, I don't know what about white chocolate. You know, what I was thinking, did you ever have Superman ice cream when you were a kid? It was like the I ones remember, that are on the stick. Like, no, 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 no. Oh. So um, I just remember 
when I was younger, we would go to this ice cream place and they would have Superman ice cream and it was blue, yellow, pink, green. It was like a rainbow ice cream. Sounds and amazing. it tasted like birthday cake, basically. And they put candy inside of it. That sounds correct. Right. That's what I was I imagined in my head. Mm-hmm. Opening yeah, birthday this cake up. would have been a good choice. Yeah. Funfetti. Funfetti, because that's a celebration. Yeah. Yes, I kind of feel like maybe they invested in the creation of the flavor at some point, and mm-hmm. they were just like, "We'll find, we'll find something marketing wise to put it in somewhere down." Uh, the yeah, road. I think you're right. Yep. And then they're like, "Oh man, pride! pride. Yeah. Damn, what do we have in the cupboard?" You know, and they go back and they're like looking in the back burrows of this like <laughs> junk got, drawer of something. We've got cherry like, brownie white chocolate surprise. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah, the queers will love it. Just put a rainbow on the outside. They're fine. It. It's got some color. It's got pink. Uh, yeah, super disappointing. Um, not as fun. Uh, now, I still have the Grey Poupon flavored pretzel ice cream. If you would like to try that, that Pamela and I both gagged on um, the last episode. Actually, I would love to Shut try. up. One moment. Keep talking. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, what do you want me to talk about? I don't uh, even you want know. me to give you a topic? Yeah, give me a topic. Triangles. Isosceles or not? Well, I'm really more into the acute, but that's just me. Um, you know what? While we're here, let's go back to poly. I'll teach you one more poly word, and it's called polysaturated. And that's what I am, because I have too many partners. But um, I, I, I really care about all of them, and I can't get rid of any of them. So that's just me, busy all the time. And that's why I can't uh, donate my time to nonprofits anymore, because I am... What's your, what's your biggest hobby right now? It's dating. And that's me. Wow, here it is. Mustard hold on, ice cream. Hold on. I'm going to get on my tube before you put it in your mouth. I'm just doing a smell test because I feel like that's what people on the uh, the Tiki Taki do. So uh, in the last episode, Guesty Bestie Pamela and I tried all these ice creams from Van Leeuwen. And they had this wonderful Grey Poupon flavor. It literally is Grey Poupon. It it's Grey Poupon delicious. with salted pretzels. Is it not? Do you really put get a pretzel? It, put it, taste it. A whole, no, no, no. You got to take a whole <gasps> bite in your mouth. But my teeth are going to hurt. That's all right. You'll be fine. It's a podcast. They can't see. I feel not. It's not so bad. Lies on the other side of this cast. I can chew the pretzels though. Yeah, can you taste the mustard? Mm-hmm. Did you get a good chunk of mustard? Mm-hmm. We got hardcore mustard. I tried to get you some mustard, but I didn't see a strand in there. That's nice. You like it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take it with you? Yeah, I do. Oh my God, it's your, do you want to take this one with you? Do you know what I had for lunch? What? Mustard covered pretzels? Mm, a can of mustard sardines and crackers. He's just about to gag. I was trying not to gag over your ice cream. I will give this to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, excellent. Uh, would you like the lid on it? Or yeah, I definitely, I definitely now? want the lid. I definitely would like <laughs> a lid. reached over for it. Well, I wasn't sure. Do you want bland city pride? I do not. I am not taking that one. You can have pink wash McGee. Let me go put, I'll put this in the freezer until you leave. Okay, great. Uh, another topic. Uh, Top 10 things you love about me. Oh, okay. And Uh, go. Let's see. Your smile. Your Ah. infectious laugh. Your excellent He-Man collection. Ah. I see things. Excuse me. I choked on the mustard. (laughs) I see things here I didn't know existed. Um, Number four, your love of liquid death and the fact that you fill up my recycle bin with things that look like beer cans. And somehow one of the, the bags got loose. And my entire yard and carport was just covered in these cans that look like beer cans. It looked like I had a rager all night. You know, my mid-30s, which is fantastic. I was pulling out liquid death cans under from under the Camaro for weeks. Um, 
I only got to four. Let's see. Your love of Malibu. Um, our mutual disdain for a certain narcissist. <laughs> um, our ability and joy of uh, complaining loudly with and kind of at each other, but more with each other. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. Uh, I think I'm up to number seven now. Um, the way we can work a room for a nonprofit organization. Oh, we can make some money. That's right. I am the opener and you are the closer. I'm definitely the closer. God, we are so good at that. Uh, I love, love, love networking with you. And the pandemic was one of the, I'm probably the only person on the planet, maybe not the only, but one of few people on the planet that um, had a really hard time just missing networking events during the pandemic. I agree. Just yeah. talking to a room full of strangers and collecting collecting business cards like they're Pokemon mm-hmm. cards. Got to yeah. catch them all. Yeah, yes. Um, let's see, number eight, your Christmas party. <laughs> oh, that's nine. And then number 10, oh, okay. um, everything about you. Oh, what a good catch all at the end. Thank you. What you been binging, bestie? Oh, um, I like to make stuff. I haven't made stuff this month uh, on my own Facebook page, Mallory Makes. Quick shameless plug there. Absolutely. But I also just recently started The Boys. <gasps> Well, I say started. I started, you know, the next season. I love the boys. I'm two and a half, two and a half episodes in okay, because I can't watch it when Beth's around. Oh. And uh, full on anxiety. Like I had Every a time. full on anxiety attack when I had to stop watching it because she got home. And I was like, no, I have to know what happens. Oh my God. A, oh, oh, oh. And I almost, almost started. Does she not like it? No, she doesn't like gory stuff. Oh, that's hella gory. Or dark Wait, stuff. Wait, you haven't seen the newest episode? I've literally watched two and a half episodes. And I know, I know I have anxiety about not seeing it all. Uh, and I need some resolution in my life yeah. because I was anxious for a good 12 solid hours. Sure. Just one tense muscle. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's okay. what the voice does to me. But yeah. I also like, I need it and I love it. Mm, same, same. It's um, grossly enjoyable. I, oh God, okay. So love the boys, number one. Love Stranger Things, except Pamela and I talked about it last time how the first two episodes pissed me off, but whatever. Um, I binged uh, that really not great show, Insatiable. Okay. And I wanted to finish the second season because it ended. Uh, it did not get renewed. Uh, it had a lot of backlash against it because it became uh, fat shaming is what they believed it was. And then it became this whole thing about like uh, eating disorders and other disorders that we all have. And it tried to like make a message, but it was not doing good at it. Uh, and uh, nobody watched it, and it's fine. Um, and I'm not even going to like say you should watch it uh, because, you, I mean, there's no redeeming quality. I mean, Alyssa Milano was on it. Um, <laughs> that's I, that's I not her. a redeeming quality. <laughs> no, I mean, I liked her character. I'd sure. watch. She invented a... <laughs> Just say spoiler? invented again. Invented. Okay, she invented a, a new kind of tampon. <laughs> They're all from the South, so she called it a tampoozle. No, she didn't. And it was a tampon that had a tessel hanging down <laughs> instead of the string. Oh, that's fancy. <laughs> it had, like, rhinestones and shit. Bless her heart. I know. <laughs> anyway, it was not good. Um, and then I've been binging again, uh, Cold Case. I'm almost halfway through season six, and there's only one season left after that. Uh, that's how I've been getting my Danny Pino fix, because he is one of the most attractive men ever to grace the television uh if you don't know who he is you can watch cold case it's on hbo max or uh svu he was on for a couple seasons and he was a hottie on there too uh he's also on that that biker show mayans but i don't watch it right. but i probably should uh and he was in a movie that i will never see even though he was in it which is um that ben platt uh musical dear ever hansen um but 
I, uh, I am also going through all the old He-Man episodes. Oh, and great. we're watching that again. And I have a really great uh, book that gives you little trivia and facts about each episode. So I'm being a nerd and, and going through that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm rewatching The Owl House on Disney+. Plus. I love it. It's a cartoon. And it's mm. just about being a weirdo and not fitting in. Oh. And then like... And so that all us weirdos have to stick together kind of a thing. Oh, so it's really, cool. it's really cool. Let's go. Yeah. I like that. Highly recommend. Um, what's brought you some joy recently, friend? I got a new job. Yeah, you did. So that week that you were talking about where I planned my own birthday party. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I had a surprise birthday party. Well, that was my birthday week. Just mm-hmm. if that isn't obvious. Um, I got let go from my job that week. <laughs> Remember you telling me at a party in front of all the people? The and I was day, like, I haven't heard. The day before my birthday, which is nice because they didn't do it the day of. But what's fantastic about that is they did it at nine in the morning. What kind of emotional intelligence is that? No, you've, no. you no, if you let someone go and, and they wanted me to work to the end of the month. So um, if you release someone, you I, do it at mm-hmm. four o'clock on a Friday. On a Friday. It's always on four o'clock on a Friday. That's how it goes. Anyways, so uh, that was stressful. And then the next day was my birthday. Um, and I was already, already committed throwing myself to this party because what was me? No one was going to throw me a party. And, um, that at four o'clock that day, I got the new job offer with a huge raise and a title increase, new company, all remote. So it was fantastic. And then, uh, I had a great party where I was in a good mood because I'd just gotten a job, even though I'd just gotten released. And then um, I got my, uh, and then two days later, I was expecting a very different evening with uh, a certain paramour. And yeah, I know. <laughs> I got tricked into um, my oh, my brand new surprise party where the theme was me. It was all you. They so did such a great job. It was amazing. There was uh, camouflage everywhere, which yep. um, is one of my favorite color palettes for mm-hmm. some reason. I think because I grew up in the South and that was a thing, but not that like ugly oak moss bullshit like no you you have a you like a browner it's more of like the traditional vietnam yeah camo um not that digi stuff either anyway so that was all around space stuff was around i've really been into the vaporwave uh motif and that was uh, around uh little pocket gadgets which i thought was really cool so compasses and carabiners flashlights um, there was video game stuff. Oh my um, god, it was amazing. They had drinks in your honor that were they created. They did the malachite. The malachite, yeah. Oh, and good. rocks. There were lots of rocks. There was, there was lots of rocks. They even made um, a pinata. That's right. They did. They made a geode. homemade geode pinata, yeah, which really looked good. like an asteroid, but it was it was very sweet. It was fantastic. It yeah. was a fun party. It was really fun. It was really great. So that was definitely my joy. I, I couldn't have asked for more. You know, and then we, we still have to talk about this, but you were like, oh, my boss is so compassionate. It's so different to have such a compassionate boss. Oh, it's so weird. I, I Same. Like, I talk about my boss all the time to anybody that listens, and I'm not trying to kiss his ass because I know every now and then he'll listen to my show. But, because uh, he and I had a conversation, and I was like, you know, it took me years to be able to feel like safe calling in sick. Because they didn't have that before. Right. Right. And so it's a it's a huge change when you go from an environment of, I don't want to say fear, but an environment of... Let's call it toxicity. Sure, toxicity. Um, and then going to a supportive environment, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's uncomfortable. And it's also like, I feel like I questioned a lot of the motives behind what was happening. Sure. Because I was like, oh, is this going to come bite me in the end? Like, Why what's are you being happen? so nice to me? Why are you being so nice? Why are you being so passionate? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I want to talk to you more about that later off the air, but um, it feels weird being set up for success versus being set up for failure. Absolutely, it's a whole. That's a podcast in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I had a uh, my previous 
employer was um, a self-fulfilling prophecy. All mm. pe- Everyone under 40 is stupid and lazy. Yep. And um, really lived that out through, mm. like I said, self-fulfilling prophecy. So to have someone who is in more of a, I want to invest in my people so that they can be... They can have things, almost like a, uh, a caring parent, right? Yeah, like, it's literally so can, what it is. So they can have something better than I had, uh, or as good, or something better than yeah, I had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a whole Total different world. I game changer. And I, I, I hate, I, I don't hate bragging, but I feel guilty sometimes talking about, like, well, my boss said this. Like, my boss is, my boss is my number one champion at work, and it's just so weird to have it's incredible. that. Right? Yeah. It's just so weird, because we don't really see that in... In business, I think we'll have to come back on another time and kind of really delve into this topic. Cause you I don't think, want to talk for three hours? I mean, we can. <laughs> I'm going to kick you out. But I want to talk about my joy. Please, I I'm ready. I got to have uh, dinner, a surprise dinner with guesty bestie Nikki. And uh, we had Nikki on in our first year of the podcast. She came on to talk about self-care. And She's we went, been busy lately. She has. She's got a lot going on. A lot. A lot going on. She is like uh, just goals for me. She is goals. Uh, she is a productivity champion. Oh my god! And she just recognizes talent. She knows how to harness. She knows how to galvanize. Yeah, I like, like she's her. just there. Just hit the table for emphasis. Uh, anyway, so we went out. We got we got some wine. A lot of wine. Had a cute waiter. Had a charcuterie board. Now that Ooh. I can pronounce that word correctly. A charcuterie. Yeah, sure. Charcuterie. And, and uh, we had we had dessert, and it was just a great time to see her. And she was like, uh, "Did you ever get that book I sent you?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Damn it." And I was like, what? She's like, it was supposed to be a surprise. I sent you a surprise book. And I was like, when? And she was like, like six months ago. And I was like, girl, I never got that book. Uh, she's like, I'm going to order it right now in front of you. And it is, it came today because she just texted me about it a little bit ago. That was like, did the book come today? And the book is called What Would Skeletor Do? Diabolical Ways to Master the Universe. And I love it. And I, the art is gorgeous. The art is beautiful. There's lots of pictures that they took from the cartoon. Um, oh, Santa. Santa Prince Adam. And we were flipping before the show started through a page, and I found this page, and I just love it. So I'm going to read it to you. This is Skeletor's advice. <laughs> Sometimes we all look at a couple lovingly holding hands and think, he got a girlfriend and I'm still single. Rather than dwelling on the randomness of the universe and the weight of the crushing black hole of loneliness in which you find yourself, focus that rage on crushing your enemies. We all die alone, so take solace in watching them die first. I love it. What a great piece of advice. Especially after the day I've had today. You know. You've had a day. I've had a day. I've had a day. But this has actually turned my entire day around. Uh, spending time with my bestie. So thank you. You've, you. Your life is full of love and support. This is true. Uh, and, it, and I think that's why I take it so hard when I find somebody who is not full of support, compassion, love, uh, humanity, or even just a, an ounce of... of um, self-awareness mm-hmm. self-awareness is so big yeah. uh, they they should have a sexuality for that like sex self-awareness is sexy yeah something yes i yeah. agree um, also um just to make it clear it's not that you're just like the luckiest person in the world to get all of this uh love and and support um you definitely put in the work for that you love and support a lot of other people as well you fill a lot of other people's buckets and I do at the risk of my own sometimes absolutely which i believe you have called me out for several times like can Ooh. you do you have this i hate the word capacity today but do you have the capacity to do this the bandwidth do you have the bandwidth to do this um but yeah 
Uh, well, I appreciate that. Well, thanks again for coming on. Now, I just want to remind everybody because yours actually came through last night. We have our clue contest still going on. Oh. And your, yours did pop up. So thank you for applying for the clue contest. I appreciate you. Our contest is called I Don't Have a Clue. And it is simply about the movie and the board game Clue. We have a super fun prize pack out there. Uh, there's still time to get your entries in. There is a link in the show notes. And you can go to the GabbingWithGason.com page and click on I don't have a clue and there's a link there for you to submit your answers and I gave an uh, a clue to the contest in last episode where I said if you listen to the episode about clue you might find some answers I will tell you that one of the most interesting facts I found while researching the episode for clue is that Carrie Fisher was originally cast to play Miss Scarlet in the movie and that's no, that is, uh, Madeline Kahn was Mrs. White. Okay. I didn't want to give anything away. You didn't. Okay, thank God. I also maybe just questioned whether or not you got some answers right. <laughs> yeah, you should probably. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia herself, actually was cast, and there was a whole story about uh, why they wouldn't allow her to do the movie. Because they she wouldn't would, allow They her? would not. The um, She had actually just went to, she was getting ready to go to rehab for drug use. Mm. And the insurance company that was, um, had the insurance on the movie itself was like, absolutely not. She can't be in the movie. I thought maybe just they were like, well, we didn't want somebody prettier than Tim Curry. Oh, no, but God, you can, you can tell how, you can tell a lot about a person based on their Tim Curry awareness. Like what's their favorite Tim Curry movie? Absolutely. So much. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, you still have time to get your, your, uh, answer sheets in. So please send them over and remember, uh, we'll put your name in the rain bowl if you get all the questions right. Uh, and then, uh, if you get our, if you win, when we draw out your name for our grand prize, you'll win a, a retro edition board game of Clue. You'll win the six-figure Funko Pop collection of the Clue Funko Pops and uh, some amazing stickers from Red Bubble, all Clue-themed. But maybe if you didn't get enough right, you'll be entered into our second place drawing, which I have a feeling is where Mallory's going to go now. I was going to say, I think that's that's going to be my sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Uh, you win a Blu-ray copy of the movie Clue. Woo! And some fun, uh, some fun stickers from Redbubble too. So, uh, and the shipping will be paid by me too. If I have to like ship it out of state or whatever, it's totally fine. So make sure you get those entries in because you have until the end of June at 11.59 PM for your entries to be counted. And we're going to draw it in July during my birthday month. I love it. Because you know what we do here? We do, uh, in June, it's always... Oh my god, I love that song so much. I can't it's help it. It's just a tragedy. Your <laughs> listeners can't see you bobbing and singing along to it because that that is worth it. Is it priceless? Is it, I know. I've been thinking about doing the TikToks. I really think you should. You're a very you're you're really great to listen to, but you're also very visually interesting. I, I mean, you know, I'm stunning. I'm super attractive, and um, you know, I'll probably get feet requests. You know, that's what's going to happen. Well, I think in every level of fame comes mm-hmm. with a certain amount of feet requests. I yeah, I agree. I agree. Like that's how you know you. I don't even made have it. fame on Grinder, but I know that I get feet requests. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Then you've already made it. 
<laughs> I almost told a really inappropriate story. Never mind. We will save that for another episode right. of Gabbing with Gason. Uh, remember, everybody, to, uh, you know, if you if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star review. I really appreciate it. If you're going to leave something like a four-star, that's fine, too. But if you go lower than a four, just don't. Yeah, that's not just, necessary. Just, just send me an email with your critiques to trash at, at gmail.com. There you go. Right? And and th- th- and I'll get your feedback, and then I will look at it and determine if your feedback is accurate. Uh, but if you love the show, make sure that you subscribe so that you're notified as soon as a new episode drops, because, you know, we do have bonus episodes every now and then. You can support the show by going on to Patreon, where you get bonus episodes. Uh, there's a new bonus episode dropping um, later this weekend. Uh, as well, uh, where guesty bestie Pamela and I decorate the rainbow so you can hear about the rainbow, but only if you are a Patreon supporter. And we talk about crafting a little bit too. It's super cute. I love it. Um, and you can always find more information about me and all the shows on gabbingwithgason.com. Uh, because again, we've got a lot going on. We've got a Christmas show that's coming up soon uh, for Keeping the Old Tide Gay, uh, which uh, if you really enjoy Mallory and I, you can listen to her episode. <laughs> Keeping the old time gay. I have a present for you, and I can't. I don't know where it's at. Um, but I have something for you that I ordered oh a year ago. And uh, anyway, I'll give it to you later. I still have nightmares about that show. Grand. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, so check all those out, and of course, share the share the show with your friends and family. Like, hey, listen to this this little this little this little fun gay guy. He's he's good. He's chubby and he's cute. And My favorite homosexual. I am. I'm just the homosexual for everybody. And uh, but America's home. <laughs> that should be the new tagline. We're gonna replace the home of the ninety nine podcast with the home of America's favorite homosexual. You gotta say it with America. America's homosexual. Well, this is everybody's favorite podcast. We are the home of America's favorite homosexual. I, I'm telling you, if you're gonna go to TikTok, you gotta get the Southern accent. They're real popular right now. I watch one lady that talks real high like this and says, "Hello, my little tater tots," and she's fantastic. I love her. And she tries moonshine. She's great. So good. Ah, uh, Mel, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. And uh, to everybody else, please remember, it is Pride Month. So just like we say always on the show, be loud, be proud, be bold. And be brave and keep sharing your joy. And we will see you next time. Because again, we're still celebrating. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Friday again. We've been waiting so long. It's Friday again.